Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Today's episode of You Talking You 2 to Me is brought to you by Vivid Seats. Vivid Seats is an online event ticket marketplace dedicated to providing fans of live entertainment with experiences that last a lifetime. Through their secure and user-friendly website and the free mobile app, you can buy and sell tickets to a wide variety of sports, concerts, theater, and comedy events, including the same U2 tour we're talking to you about today. Secure a spot in the audience for an upcoming event near you. Go to vividseats.com slash Bono, and for a limited time only, you'll automatically receive $10 off a purchase of $100 or more at checkout. From boy to breaking wave, every last one of them, that is. This is you two talk... No... <laughs> I've already wow. messed it up. Wow. <laughs> this is you. What is the name of the show? It's Talking You by Two. <laughs> by Two. This is you talking you two to me, the comprehensive and encyclopedic compendium of all things you two. This is good rock and roll uh, music. Welcome back. And the worst part is, is I was reading that, and I still couldn't do really? it. <laughs> What's wrong with you? Well, let me say that, uh, welcome to the show, by the way. This is a little earlier than we usually do it. This is about 12 hours earlier than we're usually recording. Yeah, right this now. Is... Right now. If you... Right now. Great YouTube right song. Right now. Hey, about a we, moment. You got the problems. Right now. Hey. You got the solution. Everything. Right now. You're we ri- got the pants on. Can we can we stop for one second? Sure. Just can I tell you, you are a really good singer. Really? You have a like an amazing voice. I know you're just joking around. Yeah, and yeah. That was no, I was. I was just joking. But you, but Go have ahead. you ever sang professionally? It's crazy. You, you you're asking me this, Scott. No. What? Yeah. You you, you can't. I mean. You got to dust off that gold and let it shine. I've never been complimented on my on anything on my singing. Well, no, I've been com- had compliments. You've been complimented by whom? List them off. Uh, the people that have given me compliments. Not the people. The compliments. If you want to say the people, then sure. The compl. Oh, okay. Compliments. Uh, hey, you look nice today. I've got that, that one. That was the first one. Uh, ever? Yeah. No, the first Sorry, one. Sorry, go chronologically, please. The, the first one I ever got was from the doctor when I was born. Uh-huh. You know what he told me? What did he say? Hey, nice butthole. <laughs> 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 Just kidding. He said, hey, you look nice today. <laughs> oh, right. Okay, so that was the first one. It was. Okay, very good. And- um, 
but back to my singing. Go ahead. Yeah. Um. I mean, I know we're here to talk about you two and everything, and they're wonderful sure, 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 singers. But it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. But forget about them for a second. I mean, I think you could either start a band or be in the opera like or professionally. Professionally, really? you're really good. Thanks, Scott. You are really good. Let Thank me hear you. a little bit more. Sure. Right now. <laughs> Oh man, that is amazing. See, this is crazy. I mean, I I I I I'm just like, you know, letting it out, but I never really thought of it as a career or yeah, something I, mean, I would go into professionally. What's weird is we've been doing the show for so long now right. and You've never sung on it before until now. That's true. I had no idea. That's true. I would be talking about you, not this other band. Wow. Well, does that mean it's is this is this an episode of uh Adam singing Adam? <laughs> Adam singing Adam, sure it is. Hey, welcome to Adam singing Adam. This is Scott. This is uh, also Scott. We never introduced ourselves on our last show, by the way. That's true. But hey, no time like the present. This is Scott. And this is Scott. And uh, this is a, a podcast where Adam sings Adam. And he's going to explain what that means, as he titled it. Well, the thing that is always that we keep coming back to. Sure. I think over and over again on this show on mm-hmm. Adam singing Adam is yeah, I'm I'm a singer. Sure. Okay, but I mean let's just put that out there. Maybe I'm, the best singer. Perhaps you said it not me, but sure. thank you. The thing that all of my fans uh fans purely of my singing, not of anything else. Sure. And they, and those there are two separate camps. There are fans of everything else, and there are fans of your singing, and they do not intersect. Right. And there's no Venn diagram where there are fans of both. Exactly. And if they ever see each other on the street, mm-hmm. they each pull out a long sword mm-hmm. and chop their own dicks off. <laughs> because <laughs> they all have dicks. Yeah. They, well, that's a, yeah. You don't have any female fans. Nope. Nope. Not a one. Um, so, so anyway, so the thing that my singing fans like the most Mm -hmm. out of everything else is me just singing my name. (laughs) Singing your name. Oh, okay. I had wondered if this show was about you singing songs by uh, singers named Adam, like Adam Levine of Maroon 5. Yeah, but you wouldn't know it because it's the same name. True, true, true. Like maybe I'm talking about uh, Adam Chinecon. Sure. You don't don't know. Or Adam Rumblefart. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah, Adam Rumblefart. Sure. That's you could right. be talking about any of these Adams. But this is you singing your own name. Yeah. Okay. Well, I mean, when do we get to this? I mean, I'm chomping at the bit oh, here. Oh, oh, oh. We can, we're not doing it on this episode. Oh, on this episode? Okay. But then the next time we have an Adam singing Adam episode, I pro- we just don't have time today. Sure. I mean, we're running out of time looking at the clock right now. Exactly. So next time... I will get to On it. a very special Adam singing Adam. Exactly. All right, this has been Adam singing Adam. I'm Scott. And this is Scott. Bye-bye. Good app. Great app. Great app. Hey, this is Scott, by the way. And this is Scott. Do you want to say hello to anyone? Uh, hmm. No. Very good. Um, it's, I hate to bust into one of our signature catchphrases, but it literally has been a while. It, it's been it's, a minute since we've been in here. How long? Did you, I was going to calculate it and then I ran out of time. Okay. Well, this is the seventh month and we put out one on the second month. So what do your calculations tell you? Is that, is that the last time we put one February, out? Yes. February. February. Yeah. February is the second. That's what I love about February. It's the second month. Yeah. 
of the year. Of the year. Of the calendar year, not the fiscal year. Right. Okay, because very different things. Do you go Gregorian or, or do you go English? Oh, you got to go Gregorian yeah. these days. In this economy? I know. In this economy. It's like, look, yeah, recession. Mm. I hear you. Yeah, but doesn't affect us. No. Very wealthy entertainment figures. Yeah, yeah. Look, entertainment is always a very, very kind of Remember the Depression? Remember industry. the Depression? I mean, man, they made out like bandits. Guess guess who was raking in the dough? All the people making the movies down on La Brea. Wait a minute, wait a minute. Are we talking about money? I think so. Hey, welcome to Talking About Money. This is Scott. And this is Scott. And uh, we're talking about people who raked in dough. Mm. Man, back in the 20s. Okay, there is a thing called the Great Depression. Sure. Do you, have you, I, you probably don't remember it because you weren't even alive yet. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, 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 sorry. I mean, you get me sometimes Look, with those. We're getting a little long in the tooth, but not that long in no, the tooth. No, I mean. My teeth aren't eight miles long. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, All right, this has been a great app. Bye. All right, good app. Yeah. <laughs> we talked a lot about money on yeah, that Yeah, we one. got to it. Um, it's It's been a, a bit of a, a time before we sat our juicy butts down. Five months since we sat our soft, juicy behinds <laughs> in these chairs. And that one was a live one, so it doesn't even really count. Oh, I mean, yeah. Yeah. Jesus so it's Christ, been, it's it been, been since before. That it's been uh, since last year since we've done a uh, studio app. Wow. So uh, uh, welcome back to the show to you, Scott, and um, – Thank it's you great. for You know what? Me. It's great being in here. It really is, you know? It's nice. It's I, like, I miss oh, this. Yeah. yeah, me too. You know? We we talked about how we were going to do a ton of episodes this summer. <laughs> this Did the, we? Yeah. And this is the first one that we've decided. Well, it's funny because YouTube puts out an album, they go on tour, and we stop making the show. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> They're more relevant than they have right. been in six years. And we just stop. <laughs> but you, catch us up. What have you been doing? You, of course, uh, you were working on this movie. The uh... I've been... Uh, Traveling a lot, and so we we haven't really been in town at the same time. You've no. been traveling a lot. We've both been really busy. Mm-hmm. And you uh, you you put out that movie, the the Overteat, the, <laughs> the Nefertiti. <laughs> no, the Overnight. Which the Overnight came out. Uh, it is still in theaters. Still in theaters. Still on VOD too. No, maybe? no. VOD in uh, September. Okay, whatever. I don't know why you're mad at me. Theatrical what? release only, Scott. <laughs> okay, okay. Um, and this was a movie where you were uh, – uh, you told me the story of how this came about. You read the script. Obviously, it was great. But then you were like, you know, uh, I, I put out that show, Tell Me You Love Me, on HBO. And mm-hmm. I'm uh, – you know, I, I had that big fake, you know, prosthetic – Ding dong. <laughs> you can call it ding dong. It's okay. <laughs> okay. And uh, I'm tired of people thinking that's my real ding dong. I want people to see the real one. They, yeah, that's <laughs> and, right. And so you showed everyone your penis in this movie. And how's the reception no, been? It, it was it was also a, a pretend ding dong. I don't Scott. think so. That's the cover story. I know. <laughs> but you you did you look at it when you saw the movie? Did you look at it and go, yeah, that seems about right. <laughs> that's about what I would imagine. <laughs> just a microscopic penis, <laughs> just like knowing your personality yep. and how hard yep. you try. Yep. Adam is. <laughs> 
small deck. The car you drive. That's right. That's right. <laughs> Which is a red Lamborghini Countach. <laughs> Countach. <laughs> um, but yeah, it came out. It's a really funny film. You, I went to the South by Southwest. Uh, I, <laughs> did I tell people about what you said? No, no, because we haven't done I a lesson since then. South by Southwest. No, you, yeah, uh, I know, but I, I texted you. I saw that you had a movie at South by Southwest, uh-huh. and I know that you had been filming this last year, and we talked about how you were producing this film with Naomi, yeah. and you are very excited by it. And um, I saw that you had a film at South by Southwest. I didn't know what it was. Yeah. And I texted you. I'm going to look it up here just to get the exact. I don't remember this exchange. I texted you to say, hey, is this movie, The Overnight, any good? And <laughs> here it is. And you texted back a picture of a naked man. <laughs> I did. Can I see the picture? Yep. <laughs> <laughs> um, so it's a disgusting picture. Dude. It's like a it really graphic. It really is. And I, I liked how you were. You know, you weren't hyping your own film. It took me to to realize. I said, "Oh wait!" <laughs> like later. Oh wait, isn't this the one you produced that you shot last year? And you just wrote back, "Yeah, bro." <laughs> like nothing wow. about yeah. Go see it, or I'm proud no, of it, or no, anything. Not at all. No. So, uh, but yeah, it was really, really funny. I really liked it. Thanks. So people should see it if it's out. Thank you. Uh, yeah, we're we, we we're proud of it and like it and everything. Whatever. Oh, come on, come on. So we've been we've been away from each other. Yeah, and we uh, but we have some exciting stories to tell. Yeah. About uh, going to the forum, the uh, Songs of Innocence and Experience tour. Yeah, we went to see you two play in concert. In concert, in, in concerto. Live, live. Yeah. They're right. My mic just. Everything just went out. What the hell? What just happened? Are we back? Oh, we're back. Oh, what was um, that an episode of? Total Silence? <laughs> this is, that was a great app. <laughs> that, was a re- that was very effective. No sound to be heard. Um, yeah, we, is, I, wait, I'm sorry. Is this, is it time for another episode of total silence? I believe so. Good app. Great app. That was so good. No theme song. Um, yeah, we went to go see them live and we'll yeah. talk, we'll talk about that, uh, after the break. And this is a, a very, you're, you are not going to want to miss this story. Oh, you know, I, Going, ar- I was been going around the country with the overnight doing mm-hmm. Q and A's in movie theaters with actual the actual film canisters. Yeah, I, I, we don't show the movie. I just travel around with the film canisters and answer questions, give A's to Q's. Mm-hmm. How many reels is this thing? Twelve. Twelve reels. Twelve. That's reels. a long one. It's a six-hour movie. <laughs> um, and at every Q and A, I was surprised. I get at least two you two questions <laughs> and there's always a like a moderator there like a guy that either works at the movie theater or like a local film critic so what like the usher like the teenage guy boy well, they, who, well it's usually like the theater manager or like a local like guy that works for ain't it cool or something they they mm-hmm. were all really nice and did these moderated these q a's but they would look at the person and Asking the question, look at me like, why do you is know this what the fuck they're talking asking about? Asking you a question about you two. Because <laughs> I would get questions like, if you two did the score for this movie, <laughs> what's, uh, you know, and, um, and it was really nice. Like, people really listened to the show, which never fails to surprise me. Yeah. This sounds like it's an episode, though, of I Love Films. Absolutely.
Hey, welcome to I Love Films. This is Scott. And this is Scott. We're talking about films here. But not movies. No, 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 no! I'm sorry for even saying it. Why would you say Not flicks, certainly. No, come on. Wait, you know what? Take that popcorn Ugh. that you're about to eat. And shove it up your butthole. Shove it up your butt. <laughs> shove it up your butt. Shove it up your butt. One kernel at a time. Shove it up your butt. <laughs> <laughs> because we're talking we and are we talking about films that can be shown at drive-in theaters? Oh, come on. Come on. No, this is films that are shown at art house theaters. A movie theater and not digital projection. Please. Give me 35 a millimeter. Break. Yes. Or 70, 70 millimeter. 70. Those are the only two choices. 35 or 70. And even 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 if you have a 70 millimeter film and you're like, uh, tonight we'll just do it 35, uh, you know, whatever. Uh, uh, no. no, no, fuck you. Fuck you. 70, 70 or nothing, baby. I'm talking about films. Films. Lawrence of Arabia. Celluloid. The Godfather, part two. The tiny holes next to the pictures. Yes. Uh, this is controversial. And yeah, if you'll if you'll indulge me just for a second, okay, and, sure. I and mean, if you disagree, that's fine. That's, that's okay. That's what you know. Film criticism and, and sure and, and film loving is if all about. Everyone loved the exact same films. Then what would be the point of film criticism? What would be the point of films? Mm. That's what I say. Yeah. So go ahead. This is controversial. I thought that um, you know Godfather Two came out in 1974. Godfather One, 1972. Yeah. Seventy four also had, was the same year the conversation yeah. came out. Coppola had just two great films. That's in right. One Shut year. up for a second. Godfather two for me for mm-hmm. me mm-hmm. sure better than the first. No. What? And listen, no. listen, just hold on for a second. Do, uh, I know this is crazy, but I think because by and large sequels are a waste of time. Sure, it's a money grab. Okay, <laughs> you know what I mean? I mean ho- the, the Hollywood tr- machine just churning out Transformers two, Transformers three, Transformers exactly. four, Rise of the Transformers. Come on, Rise of the ticket prices. If you ask <laughs> yeah, me, yeah, yeah, with three D conversions. Ah, boy, come on, don't even start with three D conversions. Ugh. But for me, Godfather two is a worthy. Worthy sequel. A worthy sequel. Yeah, that's interesting. I've never thought of that before. Yeah, it's a very good film. Okay, okay. Well, you know, I mean, I have a controversial take on films. Okay, let's hear it. <sighs> Woody Allen. We all know Woody Allen. Sure. Ha, 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 ha. We love yeah. to laugh at Woody Allen. Super funny. Ha, 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 ha. Woody, another Woody. Ha, 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 Everything you ever wanted to know about sex but were afraid to ask. <laughs> really funny film. Have you, he has you rolling in the aisles. Bananas? That film is bananas oh man that guy's brain there's no brain in there it's all it's filled with bananas it's filled with bananas in there like mushed up bananas mm-hmm. too because he's crazy really but funny stuff i have to say yeah sure that in 1977 he put out a film called annie hall oh yeah and for me yeah maybe it's just me but for me mm-hmm. That is a film where he started to take the art of film a little more seriously. Before then, he had made movies. Yeah, sure, sure. And that, I believe, is a film. And that signified, to me, the beginning of Woody Allen's sort of serious era where he could be considered uh, an artist. A real filmmaker. A real filmmaker. For me. Those are two different words. Film. Maker. maker. Yeah. Put them together. Filmmaker. Filmmaker. Because everyone is a maker. Sure. And not everyone is a film. Not everyone. But put it together. 
film filmmaker. Yeah. You know, I I, I I have to agree with you, Scott. I know we're going to get a lot of well, hate mail about yeah. this one. But sorry, everyone. Yeah, sorry. But we, listen, it may be controversial, but to us, to us. And this is merely to us. It's true. Yeah. You know, after Annie Hall, it was a real shift in his career. Interiors. Interiors, yeah. Manhattan. Manhattan. Beautiful film. Black and white. Mm. He went back to black and white. Black and white, which is what, I don't know if you know this, but that's what films used to be shot on. Before color. Before color films, yeah. They they were shot on black and white because- uh, On black and white film. Black and white film, exactly. And he went back to that. It's gorgeous. Gorgeous. Uh, To me, the film Manhattan, and this is another controversial take, I feel like the titular Manhattan Mm -hmm. is almost like a character in that film. You know, I love that you're saying this, Scott. I feel the same way. It's as if we've got Woody Allen. We've got got Muriel Hemingway. Muriel Hemingway. Diane Keaton. Diane Keaton. And those are characters in the film. That guy, that guy, that guy, that guy, that guy, that guy. Exactly. Yes. And- but then there's another character in the Who's film. Who's almost like talking and walking around. Right. It doesn't have exactly a speaking part, but it's there. It's present. <laughs> kind of always over the other character's exactly. shoulders like, hey, I'm right here. Exactly. Manhattan is right here. Like tapping him on the shoulder. <laughs> and then they turn around and, and it's like, well, 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 hey, what? I'm, what? I'm, I'm Manhattan. What? Oh, my God. I didn't see you back there. Right. Amazing film. It's a really astute observation, Scott. Thank you so much. This has been I Love Films. Great app. Great app. One of our longer apps. I I I feel like I feel like films and sorry, I know we just cl- closed the old uh I love films uh mailbag. Sure. Is that sure. what we have? Yeah, I think, yeah, we it's a mailbag. People don't know that that is not just a podcast. It's also a mailbag. Yeah, and we keep each episode in a it, large mailbag. In mail a large bag. sack, of course. Yeah. I but, just feel like films are just Shut up. A gorgeous. We're not, we're not in there anymore. Okay. All right. Uh, Adam, I have to ask you, a lot of people have been wondering about this, and we haven't caught up with you in several months regarding yeah, this. Yeah. We need a Harry Potter update. Yeah. Um, what happened? Your kids. Yeah. You, um, you were reading Harry Potter to them. We, you were in the middle of The Prisoner of Azkaban. And my, my boy got lost interest lost interest in harry potter himself he lost interest the boy who lived yeah but you know i think part of it also is is that the third he's a magician himself right the third movie is where things take a turn and it starts getting a little scarier mm-hmm. and he he doesn't want it because the book was a little scary he doesn't want to watch the movie so he's so the, I think we're just going to wait like a year and pick up. So he's a coward currently, and in one year you think that he's going to gain some bravery. Well, we'll see. We we will see. <laughs> it's just going to take you smacking him in the head every single day. Exactly. <laughs> Child abuse. Well, that's too bad because those are wonderful, wonderful novels. Yeah, they are. Um, and I, I've tried many times to restart. Maybe I'll try again. It's been a while. <laughs> been a while. Um, how do you, how does a guy like you and Adam Scott? You have look buy books. You have international fame. <laughs> right. You have all the money in the world. Right. How does a how does an Adam Scott buy a book? Do you Amazon Prime it? Do you go into your Listen, local bookstore? I mean, those are dying out. I have to say, local bookstores. No, it is. It's a controversial thing to say, but print is print itself is dying. Almost. Yeah. yeah, I mean, it's almost like. 
It's just like attach like... A, attach the uh, EKG to it. It's like, <laughs> hey, are we getting a pulse? Yeah, get out the defibrillator on print. Clear, <laughs> you know. <laughs> uh, we gotta charge it up again. <laughs> But uh, it's almost like uh, bookstores. It's almost like they're closing down all over the place. Yeah, I know. But you know, it's not the internet. Yeah, the internet's taking over. Do you think they should have charged people for the internet? Like $5 a minute? Yeah, I think that hopefully Congress will do something about this, but I think we should regulate the internet as far as pricing goes. Mm-hmm. Everyone should have to pay for the internet. Right, and that goes to all the independent bookstores. Yeah, they have to pay everyone's fee. And it goes to all the music labels, and, yeah. and you know what I mean? Well, I think the big all, music All the labels, industries that have been hit by the internet. I think all the big music labels, all the big cable companies, all the big movie studios, they should get it for free. Sure, they get the internet for free, but I think they should get a cut of what we pay. Oh, yeah, absolutely. You know what I mean? Because we need to subsidize. Subsidize. (laughs) I also think that... That uh, that we should the content on the internet mm-hmm. should be regulated. We should get yeah. rid of all the filth. Yeah, 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 yeah. I I read an interesting statistic that porn is approximately one percent of the internet. I've heard that too. I've heard it. I've heard different figures. I've heard it's even That's too less. much. Yeah. yeah well, yeah, it's, yeah. Probably, it's probably like point oh seven six, but they just rounded it up. But or since something it's like that. so such a small part of the internet, I think we should keep it. Yeah. But then all the other filth, like. People's opinions and mm-hmm. and everything having to do with like, like oh let let's let's help these people just get rid, get rid of, of all it of get that. rid of it and let's just um, focus on the point oh seven six percent that's the porn yes mm-hmm. just all I, either pornography or promoting new movies where do you stand on emails you know emails it's funny I've heard people call uh, the post office type mail snail mail. <laughs> As if it's what? Like, Come on. as if it takes forever. It's like, hey, drop it in the mailbox. I imagine you'll be getting that delivered within like two or three days. Yeah, two or three days. What? You know? What are you what on some sort of a schedule, you stupid <laughs> fucker? Yeah. You know, I don't get it. I think there. I think there should be a mail uh, e postman. You know what I mean? Like right now, email is too easy. There needs to be uh-huh. like you deliver your email to like an e-postman, yeah, and then he delivers it in a oh, couple. So like a guy, yeah, that his name is E from Entourage. <laughs> sure. Wait a minute. Are we talking about Turtle? I think we are. Hey guys, welcome to Talking About Turtle. This is Scott. This is Scott. And hey. You know the Entourage movie came out. It did. Were you there? Did you see it? I did. I I saw it in club. Cleveland. Cleveland? <laughs> Sorry. Cleveland. Mm-hmm. I was in Cleveland mm. and uh, I saw it there. I saw it here at the Cinerama Dome at 10 a.m. Oh, and I was one of three people in the Cinerama Dome. On opening day? Uh, that, my friend, I, I cannot tell you. Oh, I, I think I saw it maybe the week after it came I out. I think I saw it two days after it, like the Friday. It came out on a Wednesday. I think I saw it Friday morning at 10 a.m. Uh huh. And you uh, went by yourself. I went by myself. <laughs> I couldn't find anyone to go with me. Yep. Went by myself, and uh, boy, I loved it. I loved it. I, That's I, I to me it. that that is what Hollywood is. Oh yeah. That's the lives. Of, if anyone wonders, hey, is it glamorous? You know, being a podcaster, just and, hand them a DVD of the Entourage movie. <laughs> uh huh. Not a Blu-ray. No, 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 no. Come I'm on. Not, 
Not a thumb drive. No. A DVD. Good old-fashioned DVD. How films were supposed to be viewed. I I go with the old adage, if it's not DVD, it's not nothing. (laughs) Exactly. Okay? Like, get rid of your 35-millimeter, your 70-millimeter film. DVD is where it's at. Keep it rolling, DVD, just like the ad says. (laughs) Yep, exactly. Oh, and Turtle was great in it. Great. And uh, as you were saying, you want all postmen... Uh, to be E from Entourage. Yeah, exactly. And this has been Talking About Turtle. Good app. Yes. Not our best, though. Yeah, pretty good, though. But pretty good. But I think they're. Let's the, be honest, it's so, pretty great. <laughs> okay, it's great. <laughs> it was really, really good. Um. So, uh, what else has been going on? What, what else you been doing? Um, what else is coming up? Shit, bro, just fucking chilling, man. Yeah. We. Oh, by the way, we've gotten some great listener mail, but I forgot to bring any of it in. <laughs> great. <laughs> so thanks for all of it. What, thanks for everything you've mail, said. Mail, like physical mail? Physical mail, like snail mail. <laughs> like email, e, like an e-postman brought it? Yeah, like you know the kind of mail that comes really, really slow don't because it's get, not email? Don't you get emails or posts on like a board or something uh yeah i do get emails i prefer them (laughs) no but i mean like so they send actual mail yeah yeah physical mail oh yeah snail mail and you left it at home yeah i left it at home why did you have it at home were you jerking off all over it (laughs) (laughs) it's cum splatter to this point (laughs) great (laughs) well on that note uh you two if you're listening we want you to come on the show exactly (laughs) all right we have to take a break when we come back, we're going to have the exciting story of our two-night adventure well, watching you 2 One night. You, don't spoil it. All right, all right. Two-night adventure seeing the Songs of Innocence and Experience tour at the Forum. The tour still in certain markets. People can still buy tickets to it, or maybe they're sold out. I don't know. But we're going to come back to that in just one moment, this has been you talking you two to me. We'll be back in one moment here. Un momento. On this show. This is on. Yes, Cody. There we go. Hey, everyone. Hope you're enjoying our story of uh, the concert. And just want to remind you about Vivid Seats. I was just talking about them, but uh, we're sponsored this time by Vivid Seats. Uh, go to vividseats.com slash Bono, and you're going to get $10 off a purchase of $100 or more at checkout. They hooked us up with really, really good seats, and they have any kind of seat you want, whether you want to be in the prime VIP like – like I sit all the time, (laughs) or if you're on a budget, you want to sit in the back, or whatever your budget is, they're going to be able to hook you up. They have great, great seats, and they were super nice to us to give us them. VividSeats.com slash Bono. You'll get $10 off a purchase of $100 or more. I was chasing down the days of Hey, we're back. You talking you two to me? How dare you talk you two to me? Hey, you talking you two to me? Oh! 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 All right, we're back, and um, 
This is exciting. By the way, did you see the uh, new video for Song for Someone just I released? I I watch Rectify, and it was on— Rectumfy? Yeah. It's my favorite show about—my third favorite show about rectums. <laughs> what are your top two? Uh, the other one is Rectomize. Okay. <laughs> and then number two is uh, uh, rec, just Rec. Just Rec. I like Rectum in Effect. Yeah. Yeah, that's a pretty good one. That's great, number definitely bit. number four. Was that Great Bits? <laughs> that might be an episode of Great Bits. <laughs> uh, I did. It, I thought it was uh, it was haunting. Very, very nice. <laughs> Woody Harrelson is always entertaining. Is that the name of that guy who played Woody on Cheers? Yeah, Woody Harrelson. He's a very famous I thought I rec- actor. I thought I recognized him. Very famous actor. Yeah. What do you think about True Detective if Woody... Uh, uh, no one likes this season, supposedly. Why are people so... Like, people are acting like this is a fucking crime Like Star Wars humanity. prequel yeah. or something. It's not that. I, I actually, I like it. But what know. if what if next season it was like, oh, man, we got to right this ship. Let's get Woody back and yeah. let's pair him with Bono. Oh, that's a good idea. That's a really good idea. That's a really good idea. We all know, like, uh, Matthew McConaughey, he's too big now. He won the Oscar. He's not going to come back. Bono. Put Bono in there. He's got As as the fly. Yes. I mean, it's, and it's a, it's a, it's a six episode journey into the mind of a fly. (laughs) Yes. Um, That would be amazing. Um, So, yeah, good vid, good vid, good on him. That just came out. Have you watched season two yet? I watched one app of True True Deck. Did you think Deck. it was as te- like people are? Well, it just I you just know the first taking a big dump all over it. The first season started slow too, so I I don't know what there. But uh, by by now I think four are out or five are out yeah, at this point, I and like it. and no one seems to like it. Okay, great. Um, all right, so let's talk. Was that an episode of Who Cares? <laughs> yeah, it certainly was on my end. <laughs> um. Let's talk about it. So uh, we had talked, I think in our last episode or the previous episode, we talked about how we were going to go to the forum to see you two in concerto. Can I just interrupt you really quick? Certainly. Which episode of True Detective season two did you see? The first one. Oh, the first one. Why do you think I would watch one of the other ones I know. You said you saw one episode. I didn't know which one it was. Uh I was just checking. What did you Excuse think? Me while I pee in a cup. <laughs> I don't care. Scott, why are you taking a dump in that glass? <laughs> um, we said we were going to go to... Oh, okay, so are we done talking about True Detective yes! Season 2? Who cares? <laughs> Jesus. See, I think... I feel like... I think <sighs> Colin Farrell's particularly terrific yeah. in, this, in this show. Fine. True Detective Season 2. Great. Are you trying to get on True Detective Season 3? Is that what's happening? I Listen, all I'm saying is True Detective Season 2 might be the greatest show that's ever... Real question. Ever. W- would you be in True Detective Season 3 if they asked you to? Real answer? Yeah. Uh, the only thing I would ever want to be on, ever, for the rest of my life... Mm-hmm. Is True Detective season two because it is that good? <laughs> I, I think there's still time. You could probably get on this thing. Are they still shooting? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They do it, and there. they're actually live. That's a live That's show. That's one reason why it's not exactly like last year. Is they oh, decide to shoot it live in front of a studio audience. Shit, I should just go over there. I can run go over to the studio, and I could just head be over there on, on a show. Sunday. Yeah, 
Is that how all those people are on the show is they just happen to be in the area? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Well, it's it's done at 30 Rock where they do, of course, the immortal live from New York. It's Saturday night. Sat- Saturday night live. Yes. That's also where uh, Jack Parr used to come on. Come on stage every night and do... Hello, I'm Jack Parr. This is Jack Parr. You know me, good old Jack Parr. Doing the shaky shake, which (laughs) is my signature move. Shaking my little butt around. Shaking my little tush. Tushy too. I am Jack Parr. Yeah, so that's, I mean, they do it there every week. If you head on over to New York one Sunday, I'm sure they'll let you on. Just head head over there and they'll let you play. Do they do one, um, just play around? Yeah, just play. They do one for the East Coast, one for the West Coast, yeah. Oh, shit. How did I not know this? You know what? I'm going to call my agent. Mm Mm-hmm. You should definitely call him or her. And just chat with them about other stuff and and not mention this. (laughs) Yeah, definitely. And they have a studio audience, and because it's so dramatic, they're just deadly silent. so quiet. Yeah. I would never would have. Occasionally, you can hear someone like a <laughs> because they're crying because it's so powerful. It, yeah, it's devastating. <laughs> you hear it like that occasionally. Yeah. Oh, I thought someone was doing cocaine in the audience. <laughs> um, so, songs of innocence and experience uh, at the forum. The we tour. we thought we had predicted in one of our previous episodes that we thought that it would be two different shows. Well, that's what it was. It was originally conceived as okay, and they ditched the idea. Idea, idea. So that's what we thought. We right. thought it was going to be like they, they were doing. Uh, one night would be songs of innocence, and and we also thought they were coming out with a new record to coincide with the tour, which they did not. We thought I, songs of experience might come out. We talked about that on our previous show. Like, I I never oh, thought. Jesus. That, I don't think I ever thought it would actually be Who out. Here's what that. you thought. Let's just move on. Okay. Okay, but you you were just saying that that's what I thought. Yes, you thought that. So uh, so we were wrong on both counts, um, and maybe not necessarily wrong, but the plans evolved for them, and they decided to just kind of make it the same show uh, every single night. Yeah. Now, uh, so we had bought tickets. No, you had bought tickets. Here's the story. You had bought tickets through your manager – uh, for uh, May 30 and May 30 – no, you – yeah, May 30 and May 31. That's right, and I forgot that I bought the tickets. You forgot you bought tickets. But you bought them for us. We, you got yes. – yeah. And we got two two for each night. Is that right? Because uh, Kulop was at it. We we were originally going to go with Kulop and Naomi. Yeah. But uh, Kulop was out of town and Naomi didn't want to go or something. I can't recall. But you got two per night. Is that what happened? Yeah. So you got two per night. Okay. So we got these tickets. Two pairs, I think. I think I got four. You got four per night? Really? I think so. I don't think you did for the 31st because this comes into play later. Okay. Um, So we we have these tickets and we're like, boom, bam, bing, bong, bong, done. Done. Dunzo. 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 We're there. At least we're in the building. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Hey, we're at, you know. Here we are. Who knows if we can get close, but at least we're in the build. Yeah. You know? And then... What happens out is of the fucking blue? Out of the fucking blue, uh, this uh, wonderful ticket agency calls us, and uh, they ask us if we want to go. They're fans of the show. They're fans of the show, and this is Vivid Seats. Vivid Seats just calls up Earwolf and says, "You know what? We want to send uh, Adam and Scotty 
over the old show. Uh-huh. Uh, Victoria Traver sets this up, and, and here's what, here's what uh, she says. She says, pick anywhere. Pick anywhere in the whole build. Really? Pick anywhere. Yeah. I didn't know this. You didn't know that? Yeah, I contacted you about this, and I said, but where you do you want to sit? You did? Yes. God, you. I, I can't believe how— Stupid I am? <laughs> That's what I was trying to say, but I couldn't formulate the words. Um, yeah, so she said, pick anywhere, and of course, where do you— Front row center. Yeah. Why bother if you're not front row center? Yeah. You know? Um, but actually— Front row center is a pit, and I yeah, wanted. There's to, no front row. Center. I wanted to sit down, yeah. <laughs> so we they gave us these beautiful seats. Okay. I actually picked the section that we wanted to sit. Yeah, and they gave us two seats there. Okay, so and this is for the thirty first, the second night. Got it. So got it, got it. Uh, so we have these beautiful, beautiful seats, just prime location. Yeah, set up set up by this wonderful ticket uh, company, Vivid Seats, which is nationwide. I want to give them a shout out. It's okay. not just L.A. They're everywhere. So you, and you can get seats, and they had they had they could get them anywhere. It was crazy. Wow, so um, so we're we're set, right? We're done. We, we you were off doing the overnight, and you're you're texting me occasionally, going, "Yep, I'm in Cleveland." But uh, oh no, what are you doing in Cleveland? I was. You're uh, doing some other movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, but you're texting me, going, "Hey, we're gonna go. I'm gonna fly back. Everything's fine. Everything's yeah, fine. Everything's yeah. fine. Don't worry. Don't worry. Don't worry." Yeah. Because I'm I'm a bit of a flibberty gibbet, you know. Yeah, like, you were kind of like what's worrying happening? What's about happening? the the plans disintegrating, or and mm-hmm. for a while I wasn't gonna be able to go at all. Well, that's why I was worrying about the okay, plans that, disintegrating. Okay, that's what happened. Is that the movie I was working on the that week? Get your thoughts together yeah, if you need to. That week it was going to be a six day work week, and so I was going to have to work on that day. Yeah, you're going to have to work and not going to be able to come out to see the shows at all. And you were texting me this saying, "I don't think I can go, man. Yeah, I, don't think I can go." And then they were nice enough to move a day off of mine to that day. So I had two days off so I could fly back. See the show and fly back to yeah, Cleveland yeah, yeah. immediately. So yeah. that's what it ended up being. Yes. You were going to be able to come on one night, the 30th, yes. not the night that we have the really good seats, yeah. but you had bought some seats. So we were in the building at yes. least. So we're all good. Yeah. We're good at least for one night. Yeah. So uh, I think the seats I had were good though. Okay. But I don't know. Not as good were. as these, I think. Oh, Okay. I, in fact, I know that because oh. this comes in play later. Okay. Okay. So, uh, so we're all good. So, uh, you know, a couple days before we're just making plans. You're saying, yeah, I land at this point. Meet me at the airport. Let's have, uh, you know, lunch at the, uh, the rock and roll. Uh, what is it? What is that place what? in the airport? Yeah. You wanted to have lunch at, uh, you stepped off the plane. You wanted to have lunch immediately at that rock and roll place. Oh, Hard Rock Cafe. Hard Rock Cafe. Oh, it's yeah, the best. Yeah. yeah. Right there at the airport. And I said, well, I don't know if I can yeah, you drive all the, the turkey club there. Yeah. I don't know if I can drive all the way out to the airport to just to meet you for there before the show, but you were insistent. Yep. Um, so a couple days before what happens you now you describe this, if you can even fucking remember it. <laughs> Well, I got a text from Laura, who is a lovely, very sweet, and very cool. I'm trying to find her text. She is the so you're you, stalling. You're complimenting her while you're stalling. Yeah, because would I'm you have said all these text. compliments if you had the information right at your fingertips? Of course. <laughs> now, Laura is U2's publicist. Now, okay. what does that mean for those people who are not in show business who don't know what a publicist is? Um. She is the person that handles all of their press. She, publicity. Publicity. She got you don't need to say any more than that. 
Oh. Well, you just asked me what that is. As if people don't know what. Well, yeah, but press once you is. say, once you say, oh, a publicist handles publicity. People know exactly what you're talking about. Okay, <laughs> fuck you. Okay, okay, okay. So, she she just reached out. How did she get your number? Um, I think that I had met her before because she. I met her because she. A couple years ago, she got me Jack White tickets because oh. I think she handles Jack White as well. Okay. This company yes. handles a lot of musicians. Yes. Mm-hmm. And so I met her at Jack White. She was super cool. And so she reached out, and she's a fan of our podcast, which what? is super nice. A fan of this show? This Or of show. I Love Films? Oh, maybe it's I Love Films. It might be I Love Films, <laughs> yeah, because this show's not that good. And, um, and she said, do you guys want to come to the show? And you texted me all excited. Yeah. And and that's how we communicate. And I was like, bro, bro, bro. <laughs> you wrote that. You typed that out. Bro, bro, bro. Bro, bro. Um, and you said, hey, I think we're being invited by U2's publicists at yeah. least to come to come see the show. Yeah. And we're very exciting. Uh, the, the fact that these people who are connected to U2 at least yes. are fans of the show. Great. So they want us to come to the show. That's fantastic. Yeah. So um, then that week – the and this is a, a big tragedy for the band. I don't know if people know this, but their uh, tour manager uh, passes away unexpectedly. Yeah, and that was a, a huge bummer for them. And so, uh, and and for fans of the band as well. I mean, yeah. he had he had had them uh, forever. Yeah, he know? was their one and only tour manager. And yeah. look at those tours he he had put together. I mean, it's incredible. Yeah. So that was that was. Uh, uh, Pretty pretty sad, and I think they were dealing with it on stage. Uh, they dedicated a song I know to him at one point uh, in in one of those shows that we did not see. And, yeah, and uh, I heard that show that night um, was pretty charged and incredible. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, a lot of bands could have come out and been like said at the top, "Oh, by the way, uh, this is going to be a shitty show." Right. Um, we're not into it. Or not done a show. Right, right. But they went out and put on an electrifying show. Yeah. Dennis Sheehan was Dennis Sheehan. his name. Um, and uh, so uh, the day of, I'm sitting around and I'm trying to play it cool. Day of our concert. Day of our concert. I'm trying Which to... was like five days after Dennis Sheehan passed right. away. I think they, they, had, they did a lot of shows in Los Angeles. Yeah, they did five shows in LA and they had done three up to this point okay. that we had missed. Uh, the day of, I'm trying to play it cool even though we have no concrete plans at this point. I know you're flying. Uh, but at the same time, I'm a little like going, when are we going to meet? When are we going right, out right, there? I don't right. know what's happening. Right. Um, and, also, and also, I... Oh, the other part of it is is we have these two extra tickets. So Naomi is going to go. Right. And then I am allowed, thank you, Daddy, to <laughs> invite someone as well. So I invite Jimmy Pardo. Okay, because Laura gave us four tickets. No, she, ga- she gave us two tickets. Oh, wait, she did give us. Yeah. She, we, she gave us four tickets. Yeah, like four passes. Four passes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, oh, that's right. And you still had the other two. And I had two extra tickets that I had purchased. Right, right, right. That so I she, wanted to sell right. before the show. So she gives us four. Naomi comes, which is great. And uh, Jimmy Pardo of the Never Not Funny podcast comes, and I believe I'm going to talk about some of this story on his podcast this week that comes out this week. I can't wait. (laughs) Your ears are going to be glued to those old earbuds. Um, So 
so Jimmy's going to come with me and I'm, I'm writing to Jimmy going, you know, uh, yeah, we have these passes. I don't really know where we're sitting or, you yeah. know, what the deal is. But at some point, Adam's going to tell me and we'll, we'll meet there at some point. Yeah. And he says to me, oh, I've seen the show already a couple days ago. It's really good. Um, I, you know, my, I, I'm going to have my mom come out and watch Oliver, but I, I hate to impose upon her to do it that early. So why don't I just meet you? I know what time they're going on, like at about 825. Why don't I meet you there at like 810 or something? And I'm like, okay, I think that's fine. That, yeah. that should be fine. Here's what confused me about Jimmy. Mm-hmm. Is it when Jimmy was on this show, he couldn't have been more ambivalent about you two. <laughs> Does really? It, yeah, he didn't seem to real. I mean, he he like knew Sunday Bloody Sunday, but wasn't like. Well, he let a me explain. Fan, he really. goes he goes to every major concert, no matter if he likes them or not. He and does? I think he does. Yeah, he just goes to see concerts because it's like these people are legendary performers. This is like a major event. Uh, I should see it. Oh, okay, but. It, but I also think he's probably a fan, not as big of a fan as he is of Chicago or whatever. Okay, I just it didn't seem like he was that much of a fan. And then that night at the show, he he had just seen he the had show. just seen it and loved it. And okay. so he's like he's like yeah, I would definitely go back. Okay, got it. Um, so we have these plans, and it's about I don't know, it's about two p.m. or something the day of, and I'm yeah. getting getting a little anxious, and I don't exactly know what our plan is, and I don't know if I'm going to be able to meet Jimmy at eight ten before they go on. In 50. This is the kind of thing that makes you anxious. It does not knowing exactly what the plan is. It well, I mean, especially like six hours before it's supposed to happen. Right. It does make me anxious. Yeah. yeah. Do you, are you are you just more of a go with the flow kind of guy, where like an hour before something's supposed to happen, you get the details, and you're just like. Yeah, I guess so. I, I guess it was because I was flying in that day. I just sort of thought, we'll, eh, we'll probably get there at the last minute and hopefully we'll get there on time. Because we were late. Naomi and I ended up being kind of late because of traffic and shit. You weren't right? that late. You weren't oh, that late. Okay. Um, so then I get this text from you. Do you want to say what precipitated it or do you, do you just want me to read the text? Well, yeah, I got a text, another text from Lauren. Again, this is like that day. And it was sort of... Out of the blue. Oh, I don't think it must not have been a text because she just said, hey, uh, hey, it's Laura. The guys might want to say hello to you and Scott. You want to get here a little early? Do you think you could get here at 6.45, was it? Yeah, it was like like an hour. 6.30 or 6.45. An hour and a half earlier than we thought we were going to. The guys. Might want to say hello. Yeah. The guys. Now, the guys. Did, did you know what guys? You got to assume at this point, if you have a head on your shoulders. I thought. She's talking about you too. I, she's talking about Bonobos. She's talking about Thedge. She's yeah. talking about. Uh, Adam Clay, 2,000 pounds. <laughs> we're talking Larry Mullen Sr.'s son. Yeah. All of them. Those guys. Those guys. Or there is a chance that she's talking about just some guys. Like some guys, you know, like some Magic Mike XXL type guys that she's like run into at, at your right. local. And she, not knowing that we're you two focused because it's the day of the show. Right. She says, just, I know some guys know that some would guys. like to say hi to you. <laughs> no, I assumed and correctly assumed she was talking about Bonobos, The band. The band U2. Fedge. Hugh 2. Hugh 2. Hugh 2. Hugh 2. Yes. 
Yeah. So and that's she, that's those are the four guys that she's talking about. The the band members. The band members of Hugh Two of the legendary rock and roll group. It's weird because I thought it was a text, but I'm not finding it here. It um, might have been an email, maybe. So, um, so you reach anyway. out to you reach out to me. You text me and go. I was really excited. <laughs> you were amped, and you go, "Dude, the band wants to meet us." Yes. <laughs> so I I was real because I remember getting the text and being like, "Yes, yes, yes," and just like not knowing what to do, and I was sort of just kind of walking around. I was in my bedroom i think it's just walking around in circles like i have to text scott i don't know so exciting i can't i can't what do i do, I can, do my I do? thumbs aren't gonna yeah. work <laughs> so <laughs> i texted you right away you texted me right away and i went no way yeah. and then i in my mind am like oh my god how am i gonna work this out with jimmy <laughs> oh right because there's this whole thing because there's this whole thing with his babysitter and i didn't include you on any of this because i i didn't want to be like the guy going well but jimmy yeah, doesn't yeah, know yeah, if he yeah, can yeah. so i was just like okay we'll work it out somehow yeah. I get a hold of Jimmy and I go, hey, um, there's a chance that we can maybe go backstage and they may say hi to us or yeah, something. Do yeah. you Can you get there any early at like 6.30? And he writes back, I'll work it out with my mom. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> And uh, so, so great. So we're going to meet there at six thirty. He made it, uh, no problem. Yeah. And uh, so we we are uh, we get there. Yeah. And I had to figure out how to get the babysitter to come early. There was right. a whole thing, just like Jimmy. I had to mm-hmm. like rearrange, but it was no biggie. And we got in the car and left. No biggie, just like uh, the world currently without uh, Biggie Smalls. R.I.P. Yeah. Or my penis in the overnight. No biggie. <laughs> so at this point. We don't know what's going to happen, but we're about, about to meet Laura, or you're about to meet her again. Um, yeah. I can't remember. We met – yeah. Um, you had met a We, But we met up in front of the forum. I think you met up with her inside or something? Yeah. Okay. Well, here's what here's what happened. I We were invited to go into the forum club. We pick up our tickets. Yeah. We're invited to go into the forum club, which is this very large backstage area that has catered food and free drinks and all this. It's the kind of place where when you get your VIP ticket, you're like – Whoa, Forum Club. This is cool. I'm pretty exclusive. And then you get there and there's hundreds, hundreds of people, people. <laughs> yeah. in the Forum Club. And so, and Jimmy and I are there together and we're looking around going, this can't be where we're supposed to right. meet the band. Right. Um, and uh, then I get a drink and we meet a very nice bartender who's a big fan of Comedy Bang Bang. That was really nice. And we're waiting for you, waiting for you and Naomi. And uh, then Laura comes up to me along with her partner, Steve, or her boss, Steve, I, I believe. Mm-hmm. Um, they work together. They're at least coworkers. And uh, they see me and come over to me and start chatting with me. And at this point, I don't know if she's a fan of the the show or yeah, has yeah, listened yeah. to the show or not. You didn't know it was Laura. I, I, no, I knew I knew they introduced themselves to me, but I didn't know exactly why we Got were it. there. Got it. Because you hadn't told me any of this. So I was just kind of like, I wonder why we're here. And Laura then started talking very specifically about previous episodes of the show uh-huh. and uh, said she had just been listening to the Songs of Innocence episode that day, in fact, and had okay. been laughing at some of our predictions of what the tour would be like and saying, okay, they got that right. They right. got 
right, that right, wrong. Right, they got right. that wrong. They got that wrong. And she was saying, I can't wait for you guys to see this show because I really want to know what you think about it. Because, oh, that's cool. Yeah. So it was very exciting of like, oh, wow. I mean, uh, you know, she's heard the show and, and actually likes yeah, it yeah. And, and is into it. So that was very, very cool. That's awesome. So then you and Naomi get there. And uh, at, at that point, we don't know exactly what's going to happen. Now, I have prepped Jimmy, by the way, uh, because after our White House, uh, not even debacle, but our triumph at the White House, where if you recall, Kulap wasn't going to be let in to see the president. Oh, yeah, 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 um, yeah. I, I, I very wisely said, now, Jimmy, I think, you know, what may happen and, you know, I know you're going to get here early and work out the babysitting thing, but what may very well happen yeah. is they, I bet they will take Adam and I right. into a separate room and leave you in the room, but there's always a chance that you could go back there. I right. don't know. And he was fine with that. He was right. like, whatever, it's, you know, I'm happy to be here. Yeah. And that is what ended up happening. You and Naomi Initially, get there. Yeah, Initially, yeah. You and Naomi get there, and Laura took the two of us aside and said, okay, we're going to lead you back. And, um, you know, we looked at those guys and said, yeah, you you guys get yeah, it. Yeah, and Laura was cool about it. I remember she was like, is this, is, is this weird? But, can, it's mm-hmm, but it's, of, it's, it's weird it's to- It's a thing, and yeah. we have to just take you two. And we're fine. You too. Hey, hey. <laughs> <laughs> very, very good. Very, very good. Thanks. <laughs> but we and we were fine with it. They were fine with it. We yeah. knew we expected it might happen. Um, everything's cool. No, no hurt feelings. Everything's fine. Right. They take us back into a little tiny room. Right. Very tiny, like a dre- like not a little bigger than dressing room sized, but not even as big as like a room in an like apartment. a dining room sized room. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like picture. All right, you're getting hungry one day. Yeah. You know, uh, people tend to eat three meals a day. You're thinking about lunch, and you're just quite like, frankly, that w- you're like, that was good. I want to redo that experience, but at night. Yeah, yeah. I what like what? six, seven, eight o'clock, somewhere in there. So like, you know, let's not put a time down specifically, but and around maybe there. a hotter meal than the one Something I had. Hotter. Previous. I had a cold, cold sandwich, ice cold. Yeah. It's I had an, an ice, ice cream sandwich. Actually, a, a sandwich with ice cream and frozen ham in it. <laughs> and it was great. It was delicious. Best sandwich but, in the world. But I want something hotter. Right. So what do you do? You step into the dining room. The, the dining room. Yeah. And you yeah. sit down and you wait for someone to bring you something. <laughs> yeah. And if there's no one there, you could be waiting a long, a long time. long, long time. A long time. But it's worth it. It's worth it because when you eat that food... You are no longer hungry. So we step into this room and uh, we're there with Laura and Steve. Yeah. And there are, I believe, two other people in there. Was it that empty? It was empty. It was empty. And I believe one of them was Hal Hal Wilner. Yeah. Hal Wilner was there. Mm -hmm. And uh, legendary Hal Wilner. Legendary Hal Wilner, whom uh, I believe I had met. Before through Bob Odenkirk, uh-huh. and I tried to say something to that effect of like, I think I met you through Bob Odenkirk, uh-huh. and and uh, uh, I he I, didn't hear it. He, he didn't. <laughs> it may have been a give a shit situation, uh-huh. um, but he knew you from Step Brothers. Mm-hmm. Is that right? Mm-hmm. So, but that's about it. That there's there's really no okay. one in there, and it's pretty empty. And right. um, you know what? We have to take a break. <laughs> okay, we have to take a break. But when we come back. We'll tell you who stepped into that room oh, and what shit. exactly happened. Oh, shit. Yeah. You are not going to want to miss this. So when we come back, we'll have the conclusion 
of this wonderful, wonderful story <laughs> that is dragging on forever. <laughs> we'll be right back with Hugh talking you two to me. Bye. Hey everyone, want to tell you about our sponsor for this episode of Hugh Talking Hugh to to me. Vivid Seats. We're going to be talking about them in a bit. Vivid Seats, but let me tell you about them right now. If our recap of the U2 tour is making you regret not buying tickets, well don't fret, my friend, because thanks to Vivid Seats, it's not too late for you to experience Bono and Co live. Go to vividseats.com/bono and you can get your seats to an upcoming meaning coming up, concert. <laughs> but they don't just sell you two tickets. They have a marketplace that can give you access to thousands of events across the country like, what, Billy Joel? Yeah, we've talked about him. You don't want to miss that, my friend. ACDC? The Hue? Music festivals? Lollapalooza, Bonnaroo, stuff like that. Stand-up comedy? A field of which I'm interested. In which of which I'm interested? Yep. I think that works. Broadway shows, sporting events, nationwide. Sporting events. It's not just the wide selection of events that sets Vivid Seats apart. Whether you're shopping on your computer or maybe you just want to use their free mobile app, Vivid Seats is dedicated to providing customers with a hassle-free VIP experience with features like a user-friendly marketplace. It has interactive tools that make it easy to shop based on your personal priorities, whether you want to be like us, front row center, or you need to shop on a budget. You got a wide variety of delivery options, including same-day delivery for last-minute ticket buyers. You have safe and secure transactions, 100% buyer guarantee on confirmed orders, in-house customer support 365 days a year by phone and live chat, including holidays and weekends to help when you need it most. For a limited time only, head to vividseats.com bono, and they are going to automatically give you $10 off a purchase of $100 or more at checkout. Trust me, Vivid Seats hooked us up, and you are going to want to get hooked up similarly. Check them out, vividseats.com slash Bono, and I'll see you front row center. Welcome back. You talking you two to me. And uh, very, very exciting. Uh, we're in the middle of uh, our big story about our big triumphant night. Maybe the, maybe the best story in the history of mankind. <laughs> Could be. Remember those cave paintings that uh, cavemen used to put sure. up on those, what do you call them, caves? Yeah, walls of caves. Yeah. I remember those. Yeah. Can something be called a wall if it's not man-made? Yes, and I'll tell you why. Scott, we all live on Earth. Okay? I mean, hopefully. All of us. (laughs) Although I've met some uh, women that I'm like, (laughs) what planet are you from? Yeah, exactly. Are you from Venus? (laughs) (laughs) Because I'm from Mars. Yeah, we are from different. Hey, I'm surprised we're in the same solar system. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, you know, bouncing around that big... Rock in the sky, that uh, giant ball. Oh, man. You said it. Uh Anyway, I feel like 
a wall is simply, it could be invisible, it could be solid, you can knock on it, or you could walk right through it. A wall is simply something that keeps you confined. Do you think a door is a wall? A door could be a wall because you could open that door and walk right into another room and you're filled with walls. Is a door a wall until you open it and then is it a door? Sometimes there's a wall in front of me, be it made of plaster, wood, or just my own imagination. Mm. Sometimes it's those, those psychological walls. Shut up. Until I cut a hole in that wall and create my own door. Mm. That wall is just the sunlight that guides the way. Mm. You're a beautiful human being. Thank you. You, you really too. are. You are too. Scott, you too. You too. You too. Okay, so let's let's recap. Sure. We're backstage. Right. We're uh, uh, at the forum. You went out, by the way, and scalped your tickets, which is illegal. <laughs> I didn't scalp them because I did not. It does. Is it scalping if you don't? If you end up losing money? In the, <laughs> yes, it the, still is. It is. Yeah, but you sold them for less than what you bought them for. Yes. Yes. Um, and you came back in, and we're backstage currently, and there's no one in the joint other than uh, Hal Wilner and a couple other people in us. Right. Right. All right. So. Um, Suddenly, Laura and Steve come back with Jimmy and Naomi. Yeah, they, they went out to go get them. They yeah. went, they found them in the Forum Club. They went out and they and they said, you know what? There's no one back here. Let's yeah. go. Let's go get it these guys. It was really nice, super nice, and they were very excited to be back there. The four of us sort of square off. Where I believe you, no, Naomi and I are looking at you and Jimmy. Okay. Okay. So now I don't remember this. Naomi and I are facing you and Jimmy, and you have your backs to the door. Exactly. Okay? And so Naomi and I are seeing then suddenly a very constant stream of celebrities walk in. Right. And and she and I are looking at each other like, whoa, and we're sort of like subtly trying to nod back at you. First, who comes in but Anthony Kiedis from oh, the yeah. RHCP. The Red Hot Chili Peppers is the, the name of the band. Yes, yeah. sir. California. And That's he was right. he was talking about California. He's always talking about it. He's trying to get people to move to the state. And he wore a t-shirt that says, I love California. <laughs> Uh-huh. And he's just, he's, a, I, I never knew this, but he's part of the tourism board, I think. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That, well, the Red Hot Chili Peppers are part of the California yeah, tourism that, board. Yeah, that grew out of the California tourism board. They weren't a, an actual band that started because they like rock and roll. Right. Right. Well, they love their their television show, of course, Californication. Of course. Yeah. <laughs> Which they starred in and wrote every episode together yep. in a room. Yep. In a room. Um, and, uh, so he walks in, we're like, ha ha, all right, star meter off the charts yep. already. You had, you, you brought your star meter. <laughs> I did. And it suddenly started going boing, 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 and I looked down and it was, I was like, these charts can't even cover and Kitas. your star meter is, is your penis. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> boing, 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 boing. <laughs> um, so then Gavin Rossdale of Bush oh, comes God, in. I don't remember Mr. that. Mr. Stefani. I don't remember him coming um, in. Not to blow up anyone's spot about who was back there, but why not? We're the least famous people in the room. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Let's talk about it. And then uh, Lionel Richie. Yeah. And Quincy Jones. Yeah. Come in. Yeah. Uh, and then Hillary Swank comes in. Brian Grazer, my old boss at Imagine, uh-huh. who anytime I would come up to him at Imagine, I would say, hey, I'm Scott Ackerman. I'm working in your writer's lab. And he'd go, I know. 
<laughs> even though he had a look of confusion before that. <laughs> that's a smart thing to say back to someone <laughs> I know. that's bothering you. <laughs> yep. Because <laughs> it makes the person feel like shit yep. and wants to <laughs> and they walk away. Yep. They stop bothering you. <laughs> yep. Uh and then Cindy Crawford comes in. You guys said that and I never saw her. Oh, she was there. The famous mole herself. She's very beautiful, mm-hmm. but I didn't get to see her. Yeah, my star meter off the charts at that point. <laughs> and then who comes back? But Clune Dog. George Clooney. George Clooney with his new wife. Yeah. The nuptials had already occurred. Clune Dog comes back. I'm like, am I getting pranked by Clune Dog, the famous prankster? No, it's him. Gorgeous couple. Gorgeous couple. But I think the first thing that occurred to us, or at least me, was Oh shit! We're never gonna we're never talk gonna to talk you to you. Why would they talk to us if they walked into this room? Yeah. So and and Laura and Steve are are mainly just talking to us. Yeah, they were super nice. They were super nice, and we were just kind of chatting about stuff. And uh, maybe we were the only people that didn't intimidate them. <laughs> <laughs> maybe I like to think they were somewhat intimidating. <laughs> They're like, oh, we can just talk to these gross little <laughs> <laughs> trolls. Yeah. Um, and so we're we're there and we're in this room and and suddenly Adam and I are like, they're never going to talk to right, us. Right, right. And then who should walk into this tiny dining room-like room but the band Hugh 2? And we realize, and you and I look at each other and go, you know what? We got to get this on tape. Oh, yeah. So we're going to play a little bit of this tape from backstage. Here we go. But probably not if we meet them, we probably should. Right? No, we won't if we meet them, certainly. But hey, we're backstage here. Uh, this is Scott. And this is Scott. You talking you two to me? We're backstage at the Forum, and uh, the band has just entered the building. First of all, you can hear how kind of nervous I sound, right? Yeah, and how crowded. Like, it's, there's a lot of people. There's a lot of people back there, so it's very nice of them to get Jimmy and, uh, and Naomi back. All right, let's continue. Uh, we're backstage with George Clooney and Hillary Swank and Lionel Richie oh, and Cindy Crawford and Anthony Kiedis, and uh, we're about to meet the band. Yeah, maybe. See, we, we, what we're kind of figuring out is, like, Quincy Jones is here. Like, why would they come talk to us? There's no reason that they would come talk to us. Other than we're their biggest fans. All right, we'll see how it shakes out. We'll tell you all about it for sure. Yeah. All right. So we don't know. We don't know what's happening. But, and Laura and Laura had set it up by the way that saying we don't know if they're going to talk to you because the recent events with Dennis, you know. Yeah, before we before we even left the house, it was like we're all kind of dealing with this tragedy, so there may be something before the show. There may not be. There may not be. Don't get your hopes up. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. So we're sitting there going, this is not going to happen probably. But at this point, it was like, all right, well, they're obviously doing something before the show. But then when we saw those people come in, we're like, oh, well, why would they come say hi to us? Uh, you know, yeah, who cares? So then we're just standing there, and who walks up to us? Who? Adam Clay, 2,000 pounds. He's right here. He's right. He walks right up to the group of us. Yeah. Now, and a gentleman. Gentleman. Has has probably a three-minute conversation with us. Long time. Yeah. And now, do I think he had any idea who we were? No. No. I think he did. Had, had he ever seen one of your movies? Maybe, no. but probably doesn't even know who you are. No. 
Parks and Rec fan? Doubt yeah. it. Probably not. <laughs> um, but came up to us and just started talking to us yeah. about the tour. And yeah. we started chatting and, and having a lovely conversation with him. And uh, I remember very the, congenial. I remember the first thing you said to Adam Clay. What, what, what did I say? <laughs> and it was very charming, Scott, honestly, because I'd never seen you turn on the charm. <laughs> I, I, I just had never seen you nervous before. And we were all caught a little off guard because he did just sort of it just like appeared. We thought we would be taken to them or something. He just like he just walked up to us and started chatting mm-hmm. and. He was like he shook everyone's hand and was like, "How are you?" And and the first thing you said was, <laughs> the first thing you said was, "Well, great. Hey, thank you for coming over and talking to us." <laughs> <laughs> well, I thought that he had been like told to come over to talk. Maybe to us he or had. I Maybe he know. had, but I don't know. After the conversation, it seemed more like he just was like work in the room and came and came by just to yeah. say hi or something just like oh friendly. here's some people yeah um, um had a nice conversation about the tour and how it was going yeah and and then when he kind of sauntered he was like well i got i'm going to go say hi to a couple people then he he said i'm going to go say hi to a couple more people and then i do the show so he kind of politely shook our hands again and walked and you off. were like hey looking forward to that show <laughs> and naomi as soon as he like left our area, Naomi was just like, oh, you guys are f- such fucking idiots. Because <laughs> we were just so stunned. Well, we're trying to act like normal people, right. too. You know what I mean? We're sort of like wearing this Halloween costume of like, oh, hey, we belong back yeah, here. Exactly. <laughs> meanwhile, like we're sort of like freaking out. And Laura and Steve are laughing at us yes. as well. Yes. I think, we, I think Adam... Clay two thousand pounds was the the one that broke us in, right? You know, and we did act like idiot, like just dumb shit, and we sort of got it out of the way yeah. at that point because he was very nice. He was very very super nice, and uh, but at this point, we're like, that's probably it. Yeah, I think I I just didn't want to be in a situation where we're like walking up to one of them and. And tapping them on the shoulder. Yeah, and, and like inserting ourselves. And was, hugging them from behind. I was just fine being there and letting them go and do the show and not being creepy about it. Exactly, exactly. Just kind of hanging back and whatever. Yeah. So we're there and we're thinking, yep, that's probably it. And, you know, let's like start making our way out and go watch this awesome show. Yeah. Very suddenly, Laura says, Adam and Scott, let's go. Yeah. <laughs> She's like, right now, right now. Yeah. And we're like, whoa, what? Is this happening? She's yeah. like, yep, yep. Come over here. Come over here. She leads us over to who else? Bonobos. Bonobos himself. That's right. She leads us right over there to the man. And what does he say to us? He turns to us. He looks at us. He starts to chuckle. And he says, and I wrote this down. It's the exact quote. Okay. We know more about you than you'd like. That's right. <laughs> and then he walks directly out the door and and, uh, and on fif- stage. 15 minutes later, the <laughs> show starts. Yeah. So, so we were the last people he talked to in the room. Yes. And then he just exited. He just exited. So he... I He's implying that he has listened to the show. Right. I don't know. Is if, that true? I don't know. I I, I don't know either. I, I maybe or 
in like a meeting, they're like, these two dumb shits have this show. It's just, it's like they're, they're if you say hi to them, they'll make another episode. Right. It's that, you know, who knows? But who knows? It was really funny. It was exactly what you want out of a Bono exchange. Yeah. It where was it was great, just one sentence. Yes. A it great was, little soundbite. It was witty. It was something we'll remember. Yes. And it was, uh, and it encapsulated just everything that you want out of that. Yes. And after he said that to us, shook our hand and walked out of the room, we lost our minds. <laughs> we came back to Jimmy and Naomi who were like sort of giving us this like, oh, you guys yeah. did it. They they saw the whole thing happen. I don't think they heard what I don't he think had they said, heard it, but no. they saw him lead into us and say something and mm-hmm. us laugh. Mm-hmm. And then And Laura was kind of saying, Hey, sorry that was so short. And we said, Oh no. No, no, that's no, no, no. Exactly what you want. That was fine. If we had had five minutes with him, I sure I'm sure we both would have said something really stupid. Yeah. So it, it was actually perfect. It was perfect. And then we kind of went, oh well, let's go watch this show. Yeah. And uh, and and that's what they did. Laura uh, had hooked us up with these uh, great seats at, in sort of the riser. Yeah. Off to the side of the stage, the VIP riser. So we were on the floor, mm-hmm. but. Like elevated four feet (laughs) elevation, you know what I mean? (laughs) Just like one of their songs. Uh huh. Uh huh. So we were on the floor, but up a little higher so we could just kind of it was a perfect place to see the show it was and it wasn't very uh, i mean it was it was a sold out show but i mean to say it wasn't very crowded on the riser it wasn't like they packed yeah the people into the right there were two risers for the celebrities i do believe that the clooney's and ketis's and lionel richie's were on the other riser (laughs) i think they were in seats actually oh really oh that may have been it because Yeah. yeah but um very fun show. Let's let's get to talking about the show yeah. itself and what we thought of it. Okay. All right. So, starts off, you hear uh, the Patti Smith song, The People Have the Power. Yeah. Okay. Lights are on in the arena. Should we explain first the kind of geography of the stage? Yeah. There's a uh, – it's an ovular arena like most arenas are. The stage is over on one end – and then there is a sort of platform, uh, a walkway, yeah, all the a way narrow over, walkway, a narrow walkway that goes over to uh, a, a circular platform on the other end. So, so there are two stages, one smaller than the other, one smaller, and it's an pl- arena long, yes, walkway, walkway. between. Yeah, uh, and the song comes. People have the power. Bono walks out. Um, starts sort of lip syncing along with it on the smaller on stage. the smaller stage. Meanwhile, the band members of Hue Two all go to the other stage and they start playing the Miracle of Joey Ramone, right. the first song off the new record. And Bono runs over on the walkway over to the main stage. Lights go down. They start playing the show. Yeah. Now it it seemed to me like the show was broken up sort of thematically, uh-huh. uh, Songs of Innocence and Experience, it sort of seemed like the early part of the show were all songs from the new record that had to deal with their teenage years uh-huh. and forming the band, mixed in with songs that had that sort of energy of the early years. Yeah, the, like bo- a lot of boy songs. A lot of boy songs, but Vertigo was there, which is sort of uh-huh. a rockier song. Um, they had Sunday Bloody Sunday, uh, I oh, Will great, Follow. Great version of Sunday Bloody Sunday. And it seemed to me like then they took, in the middle of it, they took an intermission, mm-hmm. uh, which was uh, The Wanderer, the Johnny Cash song played. Awesome. 
And then they came back out, and then it seemed like it was, okay, now it's experience. This is some of our more, like, hit songs, yeah. and this is, like, yeah. sort of the rest of the, the band, yeah. the, the rest of the time that we spend in the they band. They opened the second half with a great version of Invisible. Invisible, one of our favorite songs. Yeah. Um, but um, let's talk about the first half, just so people yeah. know exactly what's going on. Um, they played uh, a lot of stuff from the new record, which was really good. But yeah. but what was really interesting to me was I, I kind of assumed, okay, they're going to be on – the big stage for a while, then they're all going to walk occasionally over to yeah. the other stage. But what was really interesting was uh, around the fourth song, I believe, the giant screens come down over the walkway. Yeah. They're as wide as the walkway is. Yeah. They come down onto the walkway and they have stairs inside of them. And people can see what's happening on both sides of this giant and, screen. And you, if you walk inside the screen... You can see you the can person. see them in the screen yeah. if they're if they're shining a spotlight on them. You can see them in the screen. Yeah. So or what? they can light up the screen and the person inside the screen can disappear. Can disappear. Yes. So basically, Bono starts a whole section. Bono and the band, of course, Hugh too. They start a whole section, sort of about songs from the new record about their childhood, and yeah. he's like, "We're going to take you on a little trip here." And uh, it starts with uh, Iris, Hold Me Close, yeah, and goes into Cedarwood Road, a song for someone. And this, Raised by Wolves as well, I think. Uh, Raised by Wolves, yes, uh, and Sunday, Bloody Sunday. But, they're, but what they're doing is they're, they have these amazing visuals on yeah. these screens, and then Bono is in the middle of them interacting with them. Yeah. So during Cedarwood Road, he's like literally walking down this animated Cedarwood yeah. Road and is, keeps getting blown back by wind. Yeah. And disappearing, and then he'll pop up in another part of the stage. Yeah. It was an amazing technical achievement. And then during Until the End of the World, which closes the first set, mm -hmm. am I right? Yes. Um, the Edge is inside the screen playing guitar, and Bono is outside of the screen, and his image is up on the screen. So it looks like Bono is this giant being, and The Edge is about as big as like a thumb, and he's – spitting water onto the onto the head yeah it's it was a like, really great yeah it was it's such a good because literally there's no bad seed in the house with no with i mean that was interesting was because when you go see an arena show you sort of figure like well if i'm not close by to the stage yeah you know uh, who knows what's going to happen and then and, you know and you sort of think well they're probably going to go shake their little butts down on the small stage their over by me. little butts yeah somewhere else. maybe for like two songs or something but right. you don't realize that actually the best seats are the ones where you can see these giant screens yeah uh, so everything along the side, which traditionally is just fine, were the best seats yeah. in the house. So, and and it's amazing. The the first half of this is amazing. Uh, you know, it's some of their lesser known material because it's the new record. Yeah. But it sounds great, and just the whole tech technology part of it is just blowing everyone away. Yeah. So then they take this intermission. And uh, then they come back and they do just hit after hit after hit yeah. after hit. They go off onto the smaller stage. They do kind of an acoustic set. Can I say one thing about the first half of the show? I'll allow it. <laughs> Something I really liked about the, the first half is that it's the miracle of Joey Ramone, out of control, um, I will fall, a bunch of boys Electrico. stuff. Electrico, they played. It just on the main stage with just a light bulb down there. Just and, light bulbs. And kind of minimal minimal lighting. And then 
once Iris starts, then he the screen comes down and he emerges. So mm-hmm. it's a really nice transition from mm-hmm. just balls to the wall. Kind because of you don't really roll. expect like – that's what I like about it is it didn't start with this massive screen yeah. coming down. So it's like after three songs of that, you're like, oh, that was – it started just as a regular show so that when it comes down, it's like, whoa. And yeah. then when it starts coming down of like, oh, there's stairs in it as well. Yeah. And, you know, all of this, it can do all of these things. It was really impressive. And those first, like, three, four songs just on the main stage, they just, like, ripped it up. They yeah. were so good. And it's a pleasure hearing Electric Co. That yeah, sounded yeah. awesome. He sang Send in the Clowns during it, uh, during a little part of it as well. That was really good. Um, so then they come back and they they do Invisible, like we said, and they're sort of, the whole band is in the middle of this yeah. screen. Um Larry Mullen, senior son, is playing just a snare uh, with a cymbal, and yeah. they're two of them are facing one way, and the other two are facing the uh-huh. other way, and they're they, they're constantly disappearing in the middle yeah. of like giant projected images of themselves. It was really cool. Then they come back and they do even better than the real thing. They do mysterious ways, elevation, and then they go over to this small stage where a piano rises up. And they do a really fantastic acoustic version of Every Breaking Wave, which just sounds great. That's such a good song. And I think people – I think that's the hit off the album. Yeah. If you you can really call something a hit off the album. The audience went crazy for that song. Um, Then they played Bullet the Blue Sky. And then, boom, Pride in the Name of Love. I remember Bullet the Blue Sky, they played that. And this is like an hour or so into the show. And you and I kind of turned to each other and – realize this is the first Joshua Tree song of the night. Yeah. Like when your biggest album is just of, being done at the end of the night. Yeah, it's crazy. Like, holy shit. Yeah. So they do Bullet the Blue Sky and that's not even one of the bigger singles off of it. I know. They were just they were just, just wanted to tear it up. But then Pride in the Name of Love everyone goes crazy yeah. for. I mean that that is just I've I've said it's my favorite song yeah. by theirs. I mean there you I don't think you can beat it in concert. I know. It's, it's great. The crowd goes crazy for it. It's great. And they, it's just crazy. This this band, they have song that a song that like that. That's just a touchstone for that everyone. every single person can sing along. They to. have twelve of those. Yeah, maybe maybe eleven. Maybe eleven. <laughs> it's just crazy. So uh, then they play "Beautiful Day." Then they they close the main set off with "With or Without You," which just sounded amazing. Yeah. I love that song as well. Come back for the encore, City of Blinding Lights, where they bring <laughs> I don't know if you remember, they yeah. brought up this kid yeah. who was a total dud. Yeah. This was kid kind was of a bummer. And the next night they brought up a kid who was who was really good. But oh, this, cool. But this night he was terrible. He was like And not, I'm sorry if you're listening out there and you're this kid and you're like, <laughs> not, I was scared. I didn't know what to do. He was not into but it. But his eyes were way I mean, I think he was into it. He was just scared. His Aww. eyes were super wide. They were like saucers. And Bono's trying to get him to like Raise his yeah, fist yeah. up on, oh, you yeah. are so beautiful. And um, he just doesn't want to do it, and he's shy, and he's yeah. just like, what am I supposed to Poor do? Guy. And And Bono was just trying to work with him, like, yeah. you know, to get something. Was it a kid the next night? I think so. Yeah. Maybe uh, maybe I can't remember. But I remember it working the next night and yeah. going, oh, boy, that kid from the previous night was not so good. Yeah. Then they go into Where the Streets Have No Name. Yep. Then they go into I Still Haven't Found What I'm Looking For. Yep. And during I'm still I still haven't found what I'm looking for. They just walk off the stage one by one while they're still playing. Edge yeah. is still kind of playing the guitar riff. Yeah, and he just basically walks off stage, still continuing yeah. to play this until the radio receiver kicks out, and it just kind of like yeah. cuts off in the middle of the riff. Yeah, yeah, it was good. I, I was really, really. It was a really 
great show. It was very full. I felt like it was a conceptually really sound show. It was it was a lot like in a way, in a good way. It was a lot like going to see like a Broadway play in a way. It was yeah. very theatrical. Yes, it, they were telling a story with yes. It. And 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 that's you know and that's what I know you and I really like about the new record too is it's not just some jumbled collection of songs. Yeah. It real the the new record is telling a story, yeah. and that's what they were attempting to do with this, which I really really appreciated. Actually, I think it's really interesting that Invisible and This Is Where You Can Reach Me Now are two songs talking about very specifically the exact same thing, and it makes sense that they're not both on the album. That one's kind of excluded from the album a little bit because they're about the exact same moment in their lives and they're just talking about it in a completely different way. That time that they turned invisible. Yeah, they actually got superpowers. <laughs> and they walked into the women's locker room. Yep. And they and just went into a everybody. bank and stole all their money. <laughs> um, so it was great. And so what, what was different the next night? Okay, so, so basically uh, then the next night you couldn't go. You had to go home. And, well, I had to go uh, to Cleveland, which is not my Cleveland, home. right? You don't you don't live in Cleveland, <laughs> not anymore. <laughs> um, Laura wrote to us the next day and said, "So, what did you think of the show? Was it a C plus?" She did. <laughs> yeah. Oh, she did, did that. Oh, maybe you. she just yeah, wrote yeah. it to me. And does uh, she like you more? I think so. I think we got something going on. I, as a matter of fact, I might leave Cool Up for this. Really? Yeah. I'm Scott. I think I'm falling in love, Scott. What? You need to calm down. I don't care. The you heart to, wants what it wants. You need to think about this. Like, I know that Kulab and I have 16 years together, but you know what? I'm going to die at some point. I don't want to die not with regrets. You're right. <laughs> Laura, if you're listening, and I hope you are, <laughs> I'm coming for you. <laughs> you thought this was just a professional relationship. You were wrong. Nope. Okay, so the next night you couldn't go, and this is the night that we have these great seats from Vivid Seats. Um, And then you, like an hour before show, (laughs) write to me through our manager and say, hey, can you find anyone to buy these tickets Because I had been trying all weekend to – they did five shows, so everyone that wanted a U2 ticket got got a U2 ticket. So it was hard to find – Anyone that who hadn't seen it already. Yeah, exactly. I, I went out to Andy Daly, and he's like, "Oh, I, I had just seen it." Yeah. Um, and you didn't give me any lead time on this, I and know. you wanted me to find someone to pay for them, <laughs> which was like, I know. You, but you, you, you ended up just giving them away. Right? No, 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 no. Okay, here's what happened. So uh, I said to our our mutual manager's assistant, I said, "Just you know, leave them at the thing for me, and I'll try to sell them." Right. So. I got them. Uh, I went walking around the parking lot and looking for, you know, because there's a lot of guys that you can tell are not fans who are going like extra tickets, right, extra tickets right, in there. Right. And, and they're like constantly looking at the other people. And get, and so you can sort of see where the system is of the, of the yeah. scalpers who are going to buy them supposedly and then jack them up another 200 bucks yeah, or whatever. Yeah, yeah. So I was looking for real fans. Right. So I walked around the building a little bit, and I saw these two kind of younger guys who seemed about like probably twenty five or so, yeah. and they seemed like regular people. And they and uh, they said, "Do you have any tickets?" And I said, "I do." And they said, "Well, we're looking for um, like cheap tickets, right. just cheap tickets that are like you know not as good." Yeah. And I went, "Uh, well, these are actually really good." Yeah. Um. And how much did you pay for them? Like three hundred and fifty a piece or something. So I said, I said something to the effect of like, uh, I'm going to look. This. My stupid friend made me 
come out here and sell these? <laughs> well, I said, uh, I don't know. They're really good. Um, where is it? Where is it? Oh, I don't. I'm, I must have. Eh, I must have emailed it to you. But I said they're really good tickets. You know, I can't really take less than like three hundred bucks for the pair. Yeah. And they said, um, I think we have hundred and seventy five. Yeah. Yeah. For and the pair like, sold. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> it's getting to be showtime, yeah. and I was like, I and I said, I'm sorry, guys. I I just can't do it. And they went, well, we might have one eighty. Like Aww. and I and just my heart broke yeah. for him and I realized what the fuck am I doing out yeah. here trying to sell your dumb tickets for you? Yeah. So I said, you know what? I don't care. Yeah, just just give me one seventy five. I don't even care about the extra yeah, yeah, yeah. extra five dollars. And then they start digging in their pockets, going, no, no, I think we I think we could go up to even like one ninety five. I go, no, no, guys. Yeah. <laughs> I said one seventy five is, is cool. Closed. <laughs> the deal's closed. Buy yourself a beer, or whatever. You know, yeah. you're gonna like these tickets. And then they went, but hold on. Um. You're not like these aren't fake tickets, are they? Uh, and I said, no, 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 no. Actually, I'll be in there myself. Uh, they're not that far away from me. I'll see you in there yeah. at the show. And then they looked at the location of the tickets and were like, whoa, <laughs> and yeah. um, gave me the money, which I have to give to you at some point. Although I don't believe I have it on me. And um, of course not. <laughs> <laughs> I was I was walking around with it for months in my wallet, and finally I just had to spend it. Yeah. Um. And uh, then I went in there and I saw them. I like went by yeah. the seats and Were I went psyched? and I went, "Hey, pretty good seats, right?" And they went, "Dude, <laughs> thank you so much. Oh, that's awesome." Um, they were super nice about it. And then after the show, they actually came and found me again and were like, oh my God, we oh, can't believe great. how good this was. They were, they were really cool. It was really nice. That's great. Uh, so I, I felt like I'd done my good deed. You know, the night before the same thing happened, I was like trying to sell these tickets and eventually like event because it was an event. Yeah. 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 It was a U2 concert. <laughs> I sold them for like, I probably less than half of what. I paid for them, but it was to someone who was so psyched right. to get these like decent seats. Yeah, know? yeah. So it makes you feel good to give back like that. Yeah, not as good as breaking even, <laughs> but pretty good. And did I not offer to to pay for half of these tickets myself because you bought them for both both of us? Yeah, I'm I did sure. offer, and yeah, you yeah. said to go fuck myself. Yeah, which was a great move on my part. <laughs> Are you not doing okay? I mean, Parks and Rec is over. Doing fine. You're making these dumb independent films. Doing fine. All right, all right. All right, so then the next night, the set, uh, pretty much the same. They played Electrico again, although I had heard they had played um, I Will Follow. Uh, no, no, uh, I heard they had played. What did they play? Out of Control? Of, out of Control the, the previous nights. I would have liked to have seen Out of yeah, Control, yeah. but they didn't. Um, so it's pretty much the same in the first half. Raised by Wolves, by the way, sounded awesome. Uh, they come back with Invisible. Everything's pretty much the same, even even better than the real thing. Oh, Mysterious Ways they played. This they played night. that the first night. Did they? Okay. Okay, so then they go to the small the small stage and they play Angel of Harlem. Oh, that's Great. awesome. Sounded awesome. They play When Love Comes to Town because B.B. King had just passed away. Oh, wow. Uh, every Breaking Wave acoustic. And then they go Bullet the Blue Sky, Pride in the Name of Love, Beautiful Day. Then they go into, which they hadn't played in a long time, All I Want is You. Oh, that's From the great. Reality Bites soundtrack. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and that's how, how they that? introduced it. They said, is Ben Stiller out there? <laughs> Janine Garofalo? No? All right, we'll play this anyway. This is for Ethan Hawke. <laughs> did the um, 
did the uh, did the crowd go crazy for all I wanted? Yeah, to it sounded awesome. I and I I I was telling you this this night was better than the yeah, previous night. Yeah. I think um, from song selection, how into it the crowd was. Yeah. I maybe I was feeling that glow of being a humanitarian, giving these guys these yeah. great seats. Really patting yourself on the back for that <laughs> one for losing me money. You really felt great about that. Then they go into With or Without You again to close it. They come back with City of Blinding Lights. It worked better with uh, not this stupid, dumb asshole kid. (laughs) (laughs) Apologies if you're listening, although why would you be? Uh, Where the Streets Have No Name. And then they close with, and I thought this actually worked better, 40. Oh, yeah. That's a better closer. That's a better closer, I think. But um, other than – I I still haven't found what I'm looking for. It was great. But uh, 40 just, I think, is a a classic closer. It was fantastic. I was there with Neil Campbell. Uh, We had a good time. And um, the only knock on it was uh, we have these amazing seats that were given to us. And the woman – at the forum came by and said, oh, these seats come with like, we're going to serve you food or whatever you want uh-huh. to order in these seats so you don't have to go get anything. And I was just about to go get something. Uh-huh. I was like, oh, great. I'll, you know, I only have like 10 minutes before yeah. the show starts. I'll just order here. <laughs> Literally eight people came up to me, passed me. I, I, I grabbed them and said, can I order something? They said, we'll be right back. And none of them ever oh, came no. back. And I finally grabbed one. And I said, I need to order with you before you leave or you will never come back. And yeah. we ordered these <laughs> sandwiches. That never came. That No, they finally came. But I was just – but this is in the middle of the second half oh, already. I was starving the entire concert. Are you going to be okay? I've eaten since. Oh, you have? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, thank God. I had that God. one meal and then – I haven't been in the same situation. What I, kind of sandwich was it? It was an ice cream sandwich mixed with frozen ham. Oh, yeah, that's the best. Yeah, they're really, really good. So, just a couple of great nights. Yeah, for great me. shows. I and great for me. The second night, uh, I did not go. I remember that. Uh, I thought I thought it was a great show. I, I I'm gonna try. I really want to see the show again. What we should do, you because and I, you know we saw it very early. We, the LA shows were just were early like the in the run, second or third stop. I mm-hmm. would love to see. It now. We should go see a show in some other city. Maybe we go to Madison Square Garden and check it out. That would be fun. New York City, I mean. This is a big apple. The big, I mean, it's almost like a character in a Woody Allen film when you go there. man. It's like a character in, you know, Sex in the City? Of course, there's the four girls. Sure. You got Bonobos. Fedge. Adam Clay, 2,000 pounds. Larry Mullen, Sr. Son. You got those four, four girls there. The fifth girl, as far as I'm concerned, mm-hmm. New York City. New York City, right there. So, yeah, I'd, I think we should do that. That's going to happen that would be at super fun. Uh, the end of the Maybe month. Maybe we record some there on the, like, while we're in watching the show, we, we should record some. We were, we, we were, we were trying to keep a low profile because we didn't want anyone to necessarily know we were there. We saw a few fans and some people wearing You Talking You Too to Me t shirts, yeah, yeah, actually. Yeah, that's true. Um, so that was nice. but um, So maybe we go to Madison Square Garden. Maybe not. I don't know. But I'd like to go. You know, maybe we travel to Italy together to see these guys. That would be terrific. We just get a villa. Yeah. <laughs> just lay around all day. <laughs> just tanning our butts. <laughs> uh, it was great to record another great app with you, Scott. It really was. I think it's a triumph. How did it feel? Your first time. I think it's the best episode of anything. Well, how did it feel meeting Bono? 
Did you feel good? Yeah, I we accomplished it was, something. We I, didn't get him on the show. It was it was a really, he didn't bring us any T-shirts. It was a really fun uh, night, and it was a hilarious interaction. Mm-hmm. I, I wouldn't have had it any other way. No, I mean he should be on the show though. Yeah, but all the guys should be on the show. Yeah, but it it the way it happened was great. We should have recorded it. I think you're right <laughs> because we just talked about it and it's not nearly as interesting as if we recorded it. But look, we're making progress. We're making strides. Whoever thought when we started this last year that we would even – Oh, my God. That this would happen. I know. It's an amazing night and I, I we have to thank these guys, Laura and Steve, and then uh, also uh, Vivid Seats for getting us those other yeah. tickets. And uh, what a – what a uh, yeah, I, when I started out as a U2 fan as just a little boy – I never knew I would be a big boy. Yeah. I, d- I thought I would die before I became I didn't a big I'd boy. I would be a big boy at a big boy concert <laughs> no, all by myself without my not. parents. Certainly not. Did you ever think that you'd be a big boy at a big boy concert and you'd have a fine piece next to you like Naomi? Uh, and my side piece, Scott. <laughs> and my side piece, Jimmy Pardo. But who knew? If, if you would have told me back when I was a little boy, just wanting to be a big boy yeah. out there in Orange County, just watching my friends' YouTube tribute band going, you know what? In about 30-some-odd years, you're going to meet those guys. Yeah. I would have said, you know what? Fuck you. <laughs> that will never happen. <laughs> because I am going to make sure it doesn't happen. Then I would have lived my life a totally different way. Yep. Yep. But fantastic night and um, super fun. Thank you, thank, Laura. Thank you, Laura, and thank you, Adam, for doing this with me. Because if you weren't on this show, I doubt anyone would give a shit. <laughs> <laughs> That's not true. I don't know, but um, yeah. All right. Well, I have to go. Yeah. So, so do I. You. I have to go sooner than you. Thank you, everybody, for listening to the show. Thank you, everyone. Thank you, Cody. Let's do another episode at some point. Yeah, let's do it sooner rather than later. How about that? That's a deal. And as for everyone out there listening, we hope that you have found what you're looking for. Bye. But I take a look, and now I'm sorry I did. 5.30 on a Friday night, 33 good people cut down. This has been an Earwolf Media production. Executive producers Jeff Ulrich and Scott Aukerman. For more information, visit Earwolf.com. Earwolfradio.com The Wolf Dead. Hey, Queeros, it's me, Cami Esposito, and I'm here to tell you about my podcast, Query. You can sit in on hour-long conversations between me, Cameron Esposito, and some of the brightest luminaries in the LGBTQ family. Query explores individual stories of identity, personality, and the shifting cultural matrix around gender, sexuality, and civil rights. Plus, it is fun. We have had some incredible guests. Uh, Emmy winner Lena Waithe? Yes, definitely. Congressman Mark Takano? You bet. L Word creator Eileen Shaken? Yes. President and CEO of Glad Sarah Kate Ellis? We definitely have. We've got celebs. People like Trixie Mattel, Evan Rachel Wood, Tegan and Sarah, the band, and the people separately on two different episodes. We also have activists and change makers in our community. 
I think it's a one-of-a-kind show full of chats you have never heard before. It's identity, it's community, it's query. You can find query every Monday on Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, and Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun? Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.